another episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello everybody and welcome to The Horror Show, the show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Hello, Joe. What's going on? (laughs) Nothing. Uh, More importantly, what's going on with you? We're recording a little... Well, actually, I was going to say a little late on Sunday, but it's not a little late. It's actually very early on a Sunday. Um, But because... um, you had some shit <laughs> going on. Never ends, man. It's like every every week I got some. Uh, yeah, I'll share. It. It's probably these people will probably get some enjoyment out of my misfortune. Uh, had a bit of an accident yesterday, um, so I have this. <laughs> I'm not gonna say. So I fell off a ladder. It's full disclosure. But saying you fell off a ladder makes it sound like you know I'm an idiot and I'm clumsy, which both may be true, but. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try and justify this a little bit. So, um, I have an extension ladder which was given to me from my dad. It it I don't I don't know how tall it actually goes. I was using it at like ten feet yesterday, um, but he gave it to me, and it's a ladder that we had at our house growing up. You know, for as long as I can remember. And uh, this past summer, my brother Matt came over, and we were doing something that we needed to get onto the roof. And I pulled out that ladder, and Matt was like. Dude, please throw out this fucking ladder. Like Matt was like, I don't feel safe climbing up on it. I was like, Yeah, I know, but I'm a cheap ass, so like it's fine. So the, it's it's an old fashioned one. Like the new ones don't even look like this. Like, it's heavy, it's tall, and um, it has two latches that you put over the rungs. Like after you extend it, you, you put it over the rungs. Mm-hmm. Those latches are incredibly rusted, and that's what was like freaking Matt out. Matt was like, Are you sure it's safe? And I was like, Yeah, yeah. Like I'll say at the bottom. So anyways, yesterday, my garage, I have a detached garage, and it has um, a second floor. Or not a second floor. It just has like a like an attic level where you can store stuff on. But it's 10 feet above, so I need that extension ladder. So Tina went out with uh, the kids to her mom's house, and I was like, I'll do some fucking cleaning. And that's the only ladder that's going to reach up there. I have three other ladders, so I needed that one. But again, it's only like 10 feet. I just needed to throw some boxes up there. So I climb up, I get to the top rung, and like I check those latches because they make me so fucking nervous every single time. So like make sure that they're on. I get on the top rung, I hear the latch like moving because it's so fucking rusted, and then it just snaps. So I'm on the top rung and the ladder snaps. It moves down. For those on video, I'm like using my hands, but it moves down and like I'm up. Like this is not an exaggeration. <laughs> I'm up top and like you can hear it, and you're just like, I have nothing to grab onto. And then I was like, hopefully it just like, you know falls and like spurts yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And it no jerks exactly. me a little bit and yeah. I like i'll just climb down but then it like skipped and it went right below the surface and like it's like slow motion so the ladder falls forward like i remember in like a split second having this thought this is like well this is happening and like I, I may actually die so the ladder goes forward and i go backwards and i land directly on the ladder and then onto the concrete um just absolutely demolish the back of my head and my entire back my ass landed on a rung which is weird because like the rungs are going horizontally you would think it was like vertical and go up my ass crack but somehow my entire ass crack is black and blue on both sides like um my back i lost consciousness for like a split second because i remember i remember fall like it's so weird when that's happening like it's only a second but you remember it and i remember falling 
And then I remember like coming to and being on my back, looking up at the ceiling and just being like, fuck, that happened. And I lay there for like another five minutes. I was like, I should probably try and get up, like make sure I can move. Uh, so I did. And then I was like, I should probably tell Tina to come home and drive me to the ER. So I don't like, I don't, <laughs> nothing, nothing happens. And she came home. She's like, well, you're walking around fine. I'm like, yeah, I'm in pain though. She's like, well, let me see. And like, I, you know, I showed her my backside. She's just like, holy shit, we're going to the hospital right now. So uh, she drove me there. And like the doctors even like, so how high did you fall? And then they, they looked at me and like, um, we're going to fast track you like right now. So they just fast tracked me to an MRI. And somehow, miraculously, I have, you know, no fracture in my skull, no brain swelling or anything, uh, slight concussion. So if I sound more stupid than usual, that I'm going to blame it on that. Yeah. And uh, I didn't break a single bone in my body, which I, I honestly can't believe. Like my tailbone's just absolutely fucked. My tricep is so swollen and and, and black and blue, and my whole back is. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. You know, my tongue uh, I bit on the fall too. It's like pretty swollen. So if I sound a little different too, I mean, I'm I'm fucking banged up and I'm super sore. Um, that's why I wanted to record a little earlier today, but. That's my story. Uh, <laughs> could have been, could have been a lot worse. So I'm, I'm very, very thankful. Yeah, no. So when you told me about it, so I, I had a ladder fall once, like years ago. Um, James was little, um, and I, mine just slipped. It was icy. It slips. The bottom slipped out from under me. The ladder goes down. But I was like, I held on to it. Like I don't even know how, like a fucking animal, and it just fell. And, like, I fell face first on it, but, like, yeah, I had such a grip that I was able to, like, not, I didn't, like, I did, I fucking was sore. Like, my body still hit it, but I, I think it just absorbed enough where I didn't get, like, totally fucked up. I mean, it, it was fucking terrifying. Um, Dude, it's so scary at that point when it's falling, you're just like, well, this is, like, I just gotta hope for the best at this point. <laughs> you know, and it gives you a little hope, I, mean, I don't want to say this, this sounds weird, but, like, it's nice to know that if you did die, like, on a fall, you literally don't have any, like, moment, really, to be, like, you don't have a moment to, like, be sad. You're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is true. You're just like, this, well, you, this could be, this could be the big one. This could be it. So. <laughs> you don't even have a moment to think about it. Now, I just want to show, so, like, I've been, and I feel so bad, because, like, obviously, Joe's hurt. I didn't realize how hurt he was, because, again, I that was my experience with the ladder fall. So I asked Joe, I was like, did you fall on top of the ladder? And he was like, yeah. So I was like, okay, that's not that bad. Thinking he fell like me. But then, then Joe then Joe sends me, I got to share it, because, honestly, it made me laugh, but it also made me be like, holy shit. Uh, Joe sends me this video, if you're watching on the video, um, if you're a Patreon. Uh, Joe sends me this fucking video. And I, like I couldn't it's, stop. It's the exact fall. <laughs> that's the that's the type of ladder. It slipped. So this person in the video, they just didn't have it like up far enough. Like they right. could have shortened the angle, and, and that would have avoided that. Exactly. So mine, like you would have to see the garage, but mine's up like that. But it was well over, so there was more than enough room. And I've done it a few times. But like I said, this. <laughs> Model is so old, it has it essentially has like two ladders together, yeah, on different sides of them. So that's why you need that latch. But the ladder that it latches onto is like really wide. So, anyway, I'm like this, but then I can hear the latch moving and I'm trying to like get the stuff out of my hand so I can hurry back down. And then it just like slips and it falls, falls forward. And then my fall is exactly like that. What's happening? That That's even scarier, by the way, that you like heard it that far in advance that you were able to like hurry a little bit. 
Um, right. I got I got the big bag with like the breakables up top. <laughs> I, I was able to. Thank goodness. I hurt. <laughs> well, I mean, it, yeah, it is what it is. But like, just to, to show how I hurt it, like moving. Yeah, like, I got to fix this. Like hammer hammer it into place. So Tina Tina would have been pretty devastated about the fragile stuff breaking. <laughs> She wouldn't have said it, but uh, she definitely would have. All right, let's look at this real quick, because this is, like, the most insane video. <laughs> yeah, dude. But that person has, like, a gap, right? That, I had concrete. That person had a... That person... Dude. <laughs> I think it's not funny at all, but, like, I'm sorry. Anyone that falls, I'm going to fucking... I can't. I can't not laugh at. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. That... That definitely sucks. Um, <laughs> fuck. It, like, your injuries are like that of, like, a fucking car crash. Like, you got fucking hit by a car. I mean, if it's a 10-foot fall <laughs> onto fucking metal, so. That's so uh, nuts. That's so nuts. Yeah, you know, could have been much worse. But thank thank you for letting us do this earlier, because I fully intend on just going to lay my bed after this. <laughs> the, the amount of times, like, dads don't die, like, doing dad shit is honestly fucking amazing like all this like there's been multiple times that i've done shit where i was like well that was fucking awfully fucking close (laughs) like like one more miss and you're fucking donezo but uh, probably probably the closest i felt to imminent death since the time me and paul worked together and i was we we cut grass and we were cutting two different fields and I was, you know, Paul finished his field first. I had a little bit left on mine. So he comes flying over in his lawnmower and does like a lap around me. But as he does it, he runs over a lacrosse ball. So it shoots out of his chute and it hit my lawnmower with such force that it wedged between two metal bars. It's a lacrosse ball and it wedged between two metal bars. We needed tools to get it out. And like, as it hit the machine, I was like, dude, if that was an inch higher, like I'm done, I'm gone. And I also thought he did it on purpose. So I spent the rest of the day thinking of how I was going to murder him. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, that time, like, I remember, I, I think I, I turned the lawnmower off once I hit, because, like, I looked down and saw the ball is wedged in there, and, like, Paul was stopped and, like, even more pale than usual, just, like, holy shit, and I just turned my lawnmower off and just sat there for, like, five minutes in silence, being like, I gotta, I gotta reflect on this, that was, that could have been not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, dude, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh fuck! It's it's a scary world out there. Scary, scary, scary. Um, I'm trying to think of a segue into nothing but trouble. <laughs> the 1991 hit directed by Dan Aykroyd out of you know, pure necessity. Hit <laughs> <laughs> and necessity are uh, the key words there. What's what's what I was gonna say is. Like when you suggested this, because well, I, I know that some listeners suggested this first, yes, first yeah, and yeah. foremost. But when you were like, "Let these are some of our choices," I was like, "People are gonna think nothing but trouble is like a weird choice," because I've seen it before, and it's a quote unquote comedy. Yeah. Um, but watching it again this time, and like thinking it about the show's mindset, this is like Dan Aykroyd saw Deliverance or The Hills Have Eyes or Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and was like, "What if I just did the same thing, but..." Like through jokes and disgusting breath that prosthetics in, and that's that's what this is. Like yeah. I don't, I'm not so sure this is a comedy. No, it's it's not very funny. <laughs> I know what it is. So, and it's funny that you say that because it turns out um, 
Robert Weiss, who we've done a bunch of his movies. He's he's produced everything, the scary movies, uh, Police Squad, like all those. He did the Blues Brothers, of course, and that's his that's his uh, in with the Ackroyds. Um, so Peter Weiss, Dan, and Dan's brother Pete Ackroyd. <laughs> they oh, one of them was like hurt. One of them had broken a rib and was like, "I want to go to the movies, but I can't watch anything funny because it hurts to laugh." So. Dan's like, let's go see Hellraiser. So they go see Hellraiser in theaters, and they claim everyone in the theater was laughing the whole movie, which <laughs> I don't fucking believe. Like, I know, I know some people in theaters laugh nervously. Like when I saw Hereditary in theaters, like people were laughing because sure. it's weird. It's it's so unsettling sometimes that you just like laugh because it's like, what the fuck is this? Um, right. I still don't see that happening in Hellraiser. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it's a pretty easily digestible fucking movie. I don't think anyone was laughing, but they claim everyone was laughing so fucking hard. And then Dan Aykroyd was like, I've got an idea. What if we make a horror comedy? Uh, <laughs> this is the first Hellraiser he's talking about? Yes, the first Hellraiser. I would have called the authorities from the lobby. <laughs> That, dude, an audience cracking up at Hellraiser is like the funniest thing to imagine. I, there's not, like, there's not even a like the most, the most like like Texas Chainsaw, for example. Like right. Franklin, at some point, offers comedic value. Like right, he, right. He's blowing raspberries and stuff. So that's not absurd to laugh during a serious horror movie. But to claim a theater's erupting in laughter in Hellraiser, Hellraiser doesn't have a single one of those moments no. that I can remember. So. No, no, <laughs> it's ve- like it's very surface level. Like there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing crazy about it nothing's really overacted nothing's done where you would ever for a second really laugh out loud especially in a public setting with <laughs> in a room full of people um you definitely wouldn't but uh dan dan was like i've got an idea horror comedy which also has already happened in the past but that's okay also <laughs> so they decide to write a horror comedy uh his brother peter Aykroyd is like hey what about that time you went you got arrested in uh new york and uh had to go to the justice of the peace and like go to like a kangaroo court type thing and so that's that's kind of where they 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 based it on um originally it was titled git he went dan Aykroyd, or was it peter or dan, dan i think peter ended up writing it but uh peter said he took six months to write this movie (laughs) six whole months described it as a beetlejuice meets texas chainsaw massacre um so one one of those (laughs) um and much of the script's bizarre characters and events such as the giant mutant babies were based on dreams that dan Aykroyd had been having (laughs) Ooh, fucking weirdo. Get help. Don't make a don't make a movie. <laughs> Get professional help. Dream about little Bobo. <laughs> it's like legit. Like watching this movie and knowing Dan wrote and directed it with I well, he wrote with his brother, but um wrote and directed it honestly makes me see Dan Aykroyd in a, like a very different light. Like, like, like you lost respect for him. <laughs> sort of. Like not not so much respect, because it's I don't think I don't know how to say this without sounding like an idiot. I don't think he did a bad job. Like, I, I don't think like, it's not a good movie, but I don't think it's, it's just, where would this come from? 
why why would so, this come out of your brain and be like this is what the american people want like so dude your inability to like describe how how like one should feel about this is is perfect because that's how i also feel because i was trying to like think i was trying to think do i like this movie no but do i hate this movie no i don't it's just but also like for such an established director and writer as you said an established cast yeah how do you put john candy Chevy Chase, Demi Moore, and Dan Aykroyd in a room together and just like not have it be wildly outrageous. When we've seen movies from all of these people with just them and it be wildly outrageous. Right. So like all of them together it is such a bizarre, bizarre like film. It, it's <laughs> it, it, so it, weird. It transcends like expectations to it. It's it's crazy. It's so weird. And you know what's crazy? We just met well, I shouldn't say we just, it was last year, but uh we missed its twentieth uh anniversary last year, which mm. Um, February fifteenth, nineteen ninety one. This came out with had a forty million dollar budget. I don't know where that money comes from. That's fucking insane. It has to be the prosthetics in Chevy Chase's wallet, right? A lot of it went to Chevy Chase's wallet. Um, and that, and by the way, it still went Which- over budget by five million. <laughs> <laughs> and and the box office was eight point four million dollars. <laughs> No one went to go see it, which is uh, uh, not surprising. The original title for it was (laughs) Me and Joe talked about this last night. This is honestly like one of the craziest things. Like, there's sometimes there's just facts that are so fucking funny that it like boggles your mind. Like, and it usually involves when a a cast member or a director or something is just so like devoted to it that it's just like what? Like, there's no backing. There's no. It's just full throttle. And the original title for this was Valka, Valkan, Valkavania. I can't even say it. You, you, dude, if you look at the word, it's hard to read. Valkanvania. Like, you, you have to double take it. You'll say it, like, twice before you actually say the fucking word. Um, that's what they wanted to call it. Dan wanted to call it specifically. And, like, right before release, the studio, Warner Brothers, is like, no, that name's fucking terrible. Like, obviously, they did, like, probably test screenings or whatever. And people were like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> um, so, they changed it to nothing but trouble. And it was so, <laughs> it hurt Dan so bad. Which, by the way, nothing but trouble doesn't describe the movie any less than Valkanvania does. And Demi Moore <laughs> says that line in the movie. So it's not, right. it's it's a completely random title they chose. So it, it's just a weird name. And, but Dan was so upset that he released his own press release being like, it'll always be Valkanvania to me. <laughs> like a, a, a tour circuit to, to talk about <laughs> how wrong he was by changing the name. That's Which, the most bizarre thing. I would never go see a movie called Valkanvania. That's, I said that to, to Sean yesterday, like, Nothing but trouble did poorly as is. Can right. you imagine if it was called fucking Valkanvania? Yeah, no, nobody's going to see that. No, because nothing but trouble, and you know Dan. You see, you see <laughs> nothing but trouble. It's Dan, Demi, and Chevy. You're like, and John Candy. You're like, oh, all right, it'll be something. You're not imagining this by any means, but you're imagining <laughs> a f- a fun a fun comedy about getting into trouble. Uh Exactly. Valkavania, you're just like, I'm not watching that. I don't even know what the fuck that means. I've never seen a dumber word in my life. <laughs> Dude, even with that cast at that time, I'd be like, I'm absolutely not seeing that. Whereas, like you said, nothing but trouble, 
I would watch those guys get into trouble, right? Right, that, right. That, yeah, they're gonna that get sells me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Valkenvania. <laughs> Fuck yourself. Valkenvania. Um, uh, we have an acting debut in this film, too. Who we do? Who? Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Tupac Shakur. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. As part of wearing New York Yankees jersey, <laughs> West Coast till he dies, baby. You know he used to be called MC New York. Um, I did. I actually did not know that. Uh, Tupac, though, you know, it's. <clears throat> I don't know if this is like a popular video that's made its rounds. I know you showed it to me years ago, but it's so funny because like Tupac in this is like very young. He's very young. Um, but it's like very much off the heels of this old video of him. I think he was like 16 or 17 in it. And he's like talking about how he wants to be like a thespian. You know, yeah, what? Yeah. do you remember that video? Yeah. It is. The about most... hair... he, he's has like uh sister's hairdressing school or something. It's so yeah. weird. He's just hanging out talking and he's like, I just want to be an actor. And it's just like in that moment when you're watching that video, you're like, oh, this dude, this dude might've been playing a part. Like, I mean, that's always been the criticism or, or counter argument to Tupac that people have made, which obviously look at me. I, I, I shouldn't be the last one talking about Tupac's street credibility, but people had always said like they, they felt even though he talked on the records, he was playing a part and like he played in juice, you know, he played Bishop and, and they thought that kind of persona took over uh, his, his hip hop persona as well. So. Hey, I you know I am not gonna discredit anything he's done in his personal life. I, I don't know, but I, I could see that might take some uh, some some ground there. I mean, it's not. It wouldn't be the first person that's done it. It's it's not a discredit to him. Like, I mean, fucking I, Ice he's Cube, an actor. Ice Cube, actor. fucking you know, like all those guys. Like, oh, well, I shouldn't say all of them, but like, I think I think when you look at like drill rap today. And you're like, oh, that's real. That's scary. <laughs> like, that's depressing. That, yeah. That's very sad. Like, I don't like this. <laughs> and uh, but like those major label ones, like it very. There's a lot of that. I think there was a lot of that going on. So it's not even a, a discredit, but it is interesting to see him, and especially here, like super happy, super young, wearing New York Yankees gear. Um, and he he was so he's here with the Digital Underground. Digital Underground right. Who he was their backup dancer. That's, yeah. that's what got Tupac in the industry. So he's there with digital underground. He has a verse on the song. Um, he'd released his first debut solo album the same year, uh, which sounds nothing like what you're about to hear on <laughs> in this movie. But uh, yeah, he's, he's super young. And like I, I said, the shot, he's, he's acting so out of character from what you would expect Tupac to be like, because he's watching Dan Aykroyd's disgusting freak character, <laughs> Do a piano solo. And Tupac is literally fist bumping. <laughs> like the Tupac from 96 would be throwing bottles at this guy's face. Like, <laughs> what are you doing fist bumping? Yeah, it, it was like super weird. And by the way, like you could say like he's acting or whatever, but like Digital Underground is just playing themselves in this. Like it's not, they're yeah. not playing something else. They are the Digital Underground in this. Yes. Which, by the way, I totally fucking forgot Shock G died, and I am, like, honestly reeling right now still from from remembering that that happened. That is, that is fucking depressing, dude. That guy was a fucking character, man. He's great. 
great. And he plays both himself and Mr. Humpty Hump in the movie. Like, like he'll do the shock G verse and then he'll turn around and he'll have the fake. Uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. I don't, I've never, I, I mean, I don't know. Like I never watched like a lot of their videos or anything. I don't know if he's ever done that before, but it was a fucking amazing to watch. Yeah. He, he, he has, but uh, it, it was great to do it in a fucking feature film. Yeah. It was so cool. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Um, yeah. I thought that, I thought that was fucking awesome. Um, so obviously the big thing to talk about here besides the movie, which we'll, we'll probably breeze through, but like, that's why I, I wanted to talk about some of these other things too. Um, is what a fucking asshole Chevy Chase is. <laughs> yeah. Now, when I had first started reading about this stuff, well, not stuff, this movie, it was like, basically what I had read was that Chevy only likes Dan Aykroyd, basically. The only two people Chevy really likes is Dan Aykroyd and Gilda Radner. Like, th- this is from, like, sources. Like, those are the only two people. He even said, he's said to people in interviews written on paper that Dan Aykroyd w- has, is the funniest person to come out of SNL. Yes. Yes. And if you've read his comments about other SNL cast members, that means he thinks Dan Aykroyd was the only funny person to come out of SNL. <laughs> Besides himself. Besides himself. Besides himself. <laughs> Which, like, can we even talk about that for a second before we get into this? Chevy Chase, like, okay, like, old SNL is good. I I like old SNL. I never thought of Chevy Chase as, like, a fucking genius. Like, Weekend Update is great. But has there been a bad Weekend Update host? Okay, so I'm glad you said that because I like Chevy. I think Chevy's funny. I think Chevy's movies are funny. When people talk about him as, like, the best... Saturday Night Live character, which that's before our time, but still, I I know skits that like John Belushi's done. I know right. skits that Bill Murray's done. I can't think of very much that Chevy Chase has done other than the Weekend Update, which again he's funny delivering that. But like you said, Norm Macdonald and Kevin Nealon, Dennis Miller were all equally funny delivering that. I even like the two new guys. I forget their names. Yeah, they're fine che- delivering. Like, it. like uh, Michael Che and uh, Mr. Johansson. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Colin Jost. <laughs> dude, it, it's. It's just about having like a dry delivery and then you just look at the camera. Like that's that's, <laughs> that's like it, all yeah. you fucking do, which is why Norm was so fucking good at it. Like all you have to do is make the joke and then just stare at the camera and be like, you know, like it's it's not that hard. So I was, I'm like trying to figure out where Chevy gets off as being like the 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 fucking the fucking guy that he is. I, I don't know. Maybe it had to do with like national lampoons, like not just the movies, but that whole group. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It seems fucking odd to me though, that he, he's that conceited. How I mean, he's a funny guy. Like I said, I like his movies, but he thinks so highly of himself. It's crazy. I, it's so fucking weird. Um, he got into a brawl, which I think we actually recently talked about for some reason. Got into a brawl with fucking Bill Murray backstage. Yeah, right, at, right at, before he went out. Yeah, at SNL. Um, there's a quote from actually John Landis, the director, who was there for some reason. <laughs> Said it was a well. First of all, by the way, it was like a slap fight. It was like Bill Murray came out and was like, "Dude, it was like it, it was like it's like embarrassing." He's like, "We were both actors. We're not going to punch each other in the face." Like. Yeah, so you can't really call out a fight. Right, but then John Landis claims it was a huge altercation. (laughs) I mean, look at John Landis. Right, exactly, (laughs) terrified. Um, But it was so funny because the only thing that he said, the funniest part he said um, was that they were calling each other terrible names. The best insult, which made a huge impression on me, was by Bill. 
In the heat of anger, he pointed it at Chevy and started screaming, medium talent, medium talent. <laughs> like, that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then in 2018, Chevy lost his fucking mind uh, for a period and just started fucking attacking everyone. And like, it, honestly, what's, this might be the funniest thing Chevy Chase ever did was he was doing an interview with the Washington post, like a fucking formal interview. And he goes, he, he was like, well, he's like, maybe this should be off the record. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, anyway, and then just starts fucking putting everyone on blast. <laughs> <laughs> and then rumor has it once the interview got released, because the interviewer was probably like, holy shit, this is insane. He never told me to take it off the record. Like, this is nuts. And then they release it. And then Chevy apparently texted the same fucking reporter and said, well, there goes my career. <laughs> <laughs> fucking maniac. Um, but he, dude, he went off on Lorne. He said, Lorne is like sunk to a no new low. He can't fucking believe how shitty it is and how shitty the world is to think that this is humor. <laughs> he said, how could, how could you dare give me that generation worse shit than they already have in their lives? It just drives me nuts of Will Ferrell. He said, just not funny. Tina Fey. I didn't see what all the fold folder roll is about. <laughs> Kristen Wiig, he says, she had two things going for her. She had clear-cut chops, and she was pretty. But what happened to her? Where did she go? <laughs> She's like, what the fuck is that? What is, what is That's the most maniac comment. And then Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy, by the way, who, by the way, left SNL and actually became successful, <laughs> unlike Chevy. Uh, I thought Eddie Murphy was funny. Gumby, I found that funny, and people love that. Stevie Wonder, he did well, but it's not that hard, for Christ's sakes. Your skin's the same color. You just put on some sunglasses and do this. And then he pantomimed playing the piano. <laughs> and what you said this is what year? 2018. <laughs> I mean, that's the Washington Post. Doing a sit-down interview with Chevy Chase in 2018 is honestly almost as insane as what Chevy's saying. <laughs> It's so nuts, dude. Oh, fuck. It's so it's so insane. It's so insane. But he loves Dan Aykroyd. He thinks Dan Aykroyd's like the funniest fucking guy on earth, which is bizarre because apparently during the filming of this, he was calling him a fucking idiot and like shitting all over it. Reports that he was so terrible to Dan that like, you know, the people who f get the water to bring to the crew on the set were ready to fight Chevy Chase. And, and like multiple people stepped up and were like, if you, if you keep talking to him like this, we're not continuing with production. That's how shitty he was. But the whole time before and after Chevy's like, I only did this out of my love for Dan. <laughs> so to hear those reports is so funny. <laughs> what a fucking headache, dude. What a fucking headache. It's amazing that people like, cared you could have replaced him with anybody and that role dan Aykroyd was supposed to play yeah and, and then they were like just use chevy <laughs> well i think to be fair dan also wanted to do the, like the, the four prosthetic roles and probably his brother was like hey hey dan what are you fucking doing this will <laughs> playing all of those roles would would delay like 
How long must it have taken to get those Forever. prosthetics on? Forever. Could you imagine having to shoot scenes where you would have to wait for Dan to get those prosthetics on and then also get, them do, off. Do, yeah, get it off to do the same scene? <laughs> it would be such a but fucking you are, headache. But you are right. It, they could have gotten any actor to to be that role. No, it it wasn't it wasn't a selling point. And and Dan Dan <laughs> poor Dan Aykroyd cuz he still ends up doing two roles, two two or three. Two, yeah. Two, he he still ends up doing two roles and apparently one of the things Chevy Chase kept yelling at him about was that he makes more money than him. On set he's saying this. He's like I make more money than the director. It's like dude, like the guy is like clearly making this out of love he's playing two shitty characters he wrote and by the way he tried to find a fucking director and they couldn't find one so dan was like i'll direct it it's fine (laughs) he did not want to direct this dan wanted it made so badly that he offered to that or that he did take over directing duties just to ensure that it it got made when it did correct so chevy chevy was of course like Look at this fucking idiot getting paid less than me. <laughs> what a fucking nightmare. I would have just shut it all down. Fucking nothing but trouble. And that's that's nothing but trouble. Um, In a nutshell, to start it off with. Also, a, a, da- a Daniel Baldwin in there. A Daniel, throw a Daniel Baldwin in there. He, he, yeah, very, very briefly. <laughs> very briefly. Who's... The whole premise to this is... So, like. It's not the worst premise you'll ever hear, but it's just so insane that these big name stars <laughs> decided to make this. It's it's alarming. And then it's also alarming that they were like, uh, the I guess the studio was like, please use John Candy also because, um, you know, like, let's load it up with talent kind of thing. Like, let's. Yeah. And like, they gave him like such a bizarre. Oh, well, I forgot about the two roles. Role. He, has, he has two roles. <laughs> So now it's even more bizarre. I don't know. Like, like they give regular John Candy very little screen time. They give John Candy's second role too much screen time. And in that screen <laughs> time, that character does not speak. So um, it's just John Candy dressed up as a as a woman um, making just like mm, noises the entire time. That's it. That's, that's, that's all she does. <laughs> Imagine using John Candy, like one of the most talented actor well i shouldn't say talented actors talented comedic actors at that time and being like we're not giving you any lines (laughs) it's akin to putting daredevil in the x-men movie and sewing his mouth shut (laughs) (laughs) hey john we know you're super fucking funny uh for 60 minutes you're not gonna speak in this movie (laughs) you're just gonna make passes to chevy chase (laughs) who's probably berating you Just telling you how disgusting you look. <laughs> oh fuck! All right, well, let's- Dude, I got I got to look this up. Uh, shout out to the person if they still listen or if they st- if they still follow me. Uh, I was followed by an account back when we first started it. And it was just called Daily Nothing But Trouble, and they just they posted a scene from this movie <laughs> once a day, every single day, which was like my favorite account that you could have possibly made up. So. It, if you're out there, uh, I hope you're still going strong. Wait, I, it had to be, it had to be, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. I have, hang on, because this guy, I have to shout him out, because, like, I, I can't, Patreon picks? Patreon, no. Movie ideas? Fuck. Um, Hang on one second. I have a list of all of our old Patreon picks. That's, that's how this started, actually. We did, um, 
we left it up to our Patreon Mangle tier to kind of choose the movies for this month. I, I sent the list of the movies we were going to do to... Sh- I almost revealed her name. Uh, Reagan. Um, I gave her... I gave her... Uh, I gave her the movies that we were going to do, which we'll talk about at the end, but she was like, what the fuck is the theme of this? <laughs> and I was like, just people choosing stuff. Just people... Just, just our Patreon choices. Um, but this guy has been asking for nothing but trouble <laughs> for fucking years. Oh, I don't even have it. I'm like, hang on. I, I have to shout him out. Like he has like, every time I was like, Hey, does anyone have any ideas? We're like, we need, we're in a jam. Just need a quick movie idea. This dude has been like, please do nothing but trouble. And I was like, we definitely will. Like, I know it'll happen eventually. Cause I remembered it as a kid. Like it was like one of those weird movies. I want to say. Ian Ian B. I think it's Bell Bell Ian Bella Belly Bellerwood. Oh, he does he he does the uh, the wood carving. Is that him? Yeah, I believe it's the same in guy. Connecticut. Yeah. So shout out to him. He loves nothing but trouble so much, uh, and has been asking us to do this for so fucking long. So shout out to that dude. Um, here we go. You you you're getting your wish. You're getting your wish. <laughs> Nothing but trouble. You open up with, uh, we meet Chevy, a rich dickhead. You meet Debbie, Demi Moore, who is an absolute knockout baby. Um, she's looking great. Uh, Moore's character, uh, Demi's character is furious when she finds out her ex, uh, is doing some type of deal at a landfill. Um, he's, or he's turning something into a landfill it's it's unimportant but she needs to get to atlantic city immediately and chevy who she just met uh she goes up to his apartment and is like i need your car (laughs) and he's like how about i drive you both of these are creepy things to do don't do either of these things don't (laughs) don't ask strangers for their car and don't get in a car with a stranger who will drive you to atlantic city uh and Chevy, for some reason, is aware of the landfill and her ex. Um, it's so weird because they really are setting this up to maybe be a moment later in the movie, and it's really not. Uh, you know, it, it was so heavily emphasized yeah, just to set up the plot point that they're going to get stopped on their way to Atlantic City. Like, <laughs> it could have just been like a passing one-sentence one conversation. <laughs> it literally could have just been picking up a hitchhiker. I Like, I, this is... <laughs> bizarre that this is how could have just been friends going to get could to have been anything. City, right? they didn't need to be strangers um and also uh taylor uh negron is that how you say that yes, taylor yes recipe oh man classic character actor i love that guy he is fucking great in everything he did and i think we shouted him out recently in another movie too that he we did with him in it um great in angels in the outfields Fast Times Original House. Biodome. He was he Biodome, was, yeah. He was fucking great in those movies. I'm trying to think about what money or movie he did. Um wow, dude. Oh <laughs> he was in Chairman of the Board. We have to do that fucking movie, dude. <laughs> we absolutely have to fucking do that. Carrot top. Ah, I can't remember. I, I swear we talked about him recently, but whatever. Um He's in this, he's playing a Brazilian guy. <laughs> because why not? Um and the Brazilians are funny because, again, like, a real f- emphasis on them uh, as, as characters in this film. And they're great when they're on screen, but then they disappear for 
the majority of it. Most of it. They're, they're siblings, too. Which is nuts. That's very weird. And I did not know that until the end when we'll talk about it then. But you find out that they're not siblings. and you're Or th- that they are siblings. And you're like, oh, oh <laughs> that, that's fucking weird. Uh, Taylor was in uh, The Last Boy Scout. I think we talked about that. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yep. Yeah. That's what it was. We did the last Boy Scout for uh, Patreon. Pick them. Not pick them, but Patreon episode. Um, also, so I had seen this movie as a kid. Did you ever see this as a kid? I did. And I, I watched it like three or four years ago. It, it was like such a, as a kid, it was always on TV. Um, probably edited. I don't know. But it was always just so bizarre. Whenever I caught it on TV, I was like, what the fuck is this? It was so fucking weird to me. Um, One thing that my memory never captured, though, during this was that it takes place in fucking New Jersey. (laughs) Well, I mean, who would think that? It's so (laughs) nuts. The like rural Texas, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. It's insane. It's like the it's like one of the scariest settings of all time. And then you you realize that they're like three miles away from Atlantic City. (laughs) You know what else I saw? Well, actually, back to that. When we drove to that con in Philly last year. We went through some towns that, that uh, was would have fit, fit in very well with Falcon Bay. Actually, you're 100% right. That was, like, actually a little bit terrifying. <laughs> that was so scary. Because there were roads. There were there were humanless roads. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was one town that was, like, a house every three miles. That was Bizarre. crazy. Where do they fucking grocery shop? Oh, my God. I don't know. Um... But they they enter they enter Vulcanvania. Uh, the Brazilians, Chevy, and and Demi they all they all go together. Um, you see this insane billboard for Vulcanvania. That's like, it's like a car accident with dead bodies scattered all over the ground, and it says he should have obeyed the law. Like welcome to Vulcanvania. Yes. <laughs> Corpses with white sheets all over him. And the, the cop is holding a child, a baby, like, like with the dead bodies around him. It's the weirdest fucking thing. Um, and this town is, like you mentioned earlier, it's very deliverance, right? It's run down. Yes. There's, 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 uh, there's like vent pipes all over the streets, uh, shooting out smoke and flames. And you don't know what the hell's going on in this town. Um, and they like pass bikers, which they're like, oh god, the bikers are the best looking. I, if dude, if I saw the bikers, I'd be like, oh, we're we're safe. <laughs> Those are human beings Agreed. with leather jackets. Like they shop places. Like everyone else was like a raggedy old like Deliverance, like toothless. The, the fucking bikers were the best part, but yes, um, houses falling apart. It, it was it was it was wild. And uh, they roll through a stop sign, our, our our crew, and we see the chief con the chief's constable, uh, village police, drive by. They tries to pull him over, and it's it's none other than John Candy. Yes, which Taylor and his sister are begging Chevy to just outrun the law, which is insane. Dude, like John Candy's got the sirens on; he's behind him. Yeah, and 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 Taylor is like, just floor it. This car's so much faster. 
And Trevi's which again, like, oh. maybe if you were in you know Texarkana and it, <laughs> and it was the 1970s, but this is 1991 in New Jersey. In There's New no Jersey, for you, for you to think that you should do this, no one would ever think that. Um, and unfortunately, uh, unbeknownst to them, the uh, chief's constable has two rocket boosters on his car, like like the fucking 60s Batmobile, <laughs> the original, the original Fast and Furious. He had the fucking Nas switch. <laughs> flips the switch and he starts flying so they can't escape him um yeah he they can't escape him and and then they try and then john candy also flips a switch which creates a fucking detour sign to pop up which they follow they're like oh shit (laughs) which by the way you watch this they are what 20 feet from this enormous street sign that's right slowly popping up (laughs) You would like, just where did this around. come from? A fucking Looney Tune cartoon. Fucking, well, which is crazy because the end is literally, dude. Like, the weirdest part about this is like <laughs> the dude, end. I forgot, <laughs> dude. The weirdest part about this movie is it. It doesn't know how to balance itself. It feels like it wants to be over the top cartoony humor, which would have been f- fine. But then it gets like fucking weird and seedy, and then you're like, oh. That's fine too, but like it's a little weird. The way they balance it out is just off-putting. Is all I'll say. It's it's very odd. Um, so John Candy chases them up this dirt road, um, and they end up getting caught because they get pinned between another police officer. Uh, they're brought in um, to the courthouse slash school, is what they call it. Uh, it's not. It's just this guy's house. It's it, it's just our it's just our boy Judge Alvin fucking There is nothing to make you believe that a school would take place there. No, no, but I I, I think he says it. He's like, it's the old courthouse schoolhouse. Oh yeah, oh no, I'm not disagreeing with him. I'm oh. saying I'm, I'm disagreeing with the writers. Oh yeah, like I don't even know why I mean we don't have to get into it that much. If you just dissect the writing in this, you'd be like, What the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> um but we meet uh, Valken Valkenheiser, Alvin Valkenheiser, who these <laughs> Dan Aykroyd stuck on this like Valken name is so weird to me because it's just like it doesn't roll off the tongue. It doesn't work in any comedic setting. Valk- Valkenheiser. Um, they bring him in. They meet the judge who's like, oh, these trials or John Candy's like, these trials only take a couple minutes. Um, and Valkenheiser is Dan Aykroyd in the most insane prosthetics ever. Uh, they're, they're so gross to look at. It is off. It is so unsettling. I would legitimately be embarrassed if I if I was making a movie and when it was done to be like, hey, Sean, check out this movie I was in. I, w- I would just actively like try to make sure people don't go see that. Imagine if you directed it too. <laughs> You directed it and you like, you film your first scenes in the makeup and then you go back to like review, like look at the dailies and you're like, this is a problem. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why especially that scene with digital underground was like zooming in on his face and he's making those, (laughs) those overdrawn expressions. He's got like, Dan is acting insane. Dan's Dan is. Dan is fully invested in Alvin Valkenheiser. And he's full. Dude, he is in character. <laughs> and he loves it. And you can tell he fucking loves it. It comes out 
like he was he, having fun. He's yeah. the only person there having the time of his life. Yeah, I think, dude, I think that might be the problem. Is that <laughs> Dan is so much into this, and everyone else, including Demi, are just—they seem completely uninterested in being there. <laughs> Demi's probably like the second most excited to be there, but that's not saying much because she's not very, she's clearly not very thrilled, but she's probably like, well, it's going to be in theaters. I don't know. Was this her first movie or like, no, it couldn't have been her first. No, no. She's established at this point. Was she? But yeah. Oh my God. I want, I got to pull up her little filmography here real quick. That's so crazy. Cause like, yeah, I mean, I liked her in it. She was, she was, she was a knockout in it. What, what was her first movie? G.I. Jane? Um, no, what? <laughs> <You> can't. <laughs> no, Parasite, a horror movie. Yeah, I know. I know she's in um Saint Elmo's Fire. Yeah, I think that was like mid. Blame it on Rio. Saint Elmo's Fire was eighty five. Oh yeah, so she was. I mean, that alone. If you were in that fucking movie, you just got. Yeah, she was in. She was in Ghost the year before. Oh shit, so that's crazy. She's like, she's like box office draw at this point. Yeah, that's nuts. Wow, good for her. Um. Dude, one crazy summer I've never seen, but this that fucking movie sucks. <laughs> I remember movie. the poster so vividly from it's with the video. Fucking dude, dude, Sean. Not to get. I mean, we've been off topic this whole time. This movie has the most annoying performance from Bobcat Goldthwait, who's already annoying in everything he is. It he it. it I would honestly recommend everyone to watch. <laughs> One crazy summer, just to see how obnoxious Bob Quiet is throughout this entire movie. It is exhausting. He must have been so tired acting like that. It's unbelievable. That's amazing. <laughs> when did you watch it and why? Well, why do you think I watched it? I watched it... Um, <laughs> Tina said it was like one of the yeah. best movies ever. <laughs> My fucking wife, yeah. Exactly. Uh, it was like two or three years ago. My favorite is like she doesn't even like she doesn't even stand by her opinions after. She's just like, huh? Thought that oh, was she thought that was better. She will, yeah. She will own up to it immediately. <laughs> like, well, that I was wrong. <laughs> I love that she just has these like great memories of everything. Like uh, you told me, like because she actually grew up in like a pretty like tough town in Connecticut. Um, like not a great town, and you were you were telling me that she was like with a neighbor friend or like a, a family member, and was like, like couldn't believe that there was like violence down in that neighborhood again. And the, the the neighbor friend was like, Tina, like that was happening every day. We were down there, yeah, just completely oblivious. And she was like, No, no, it was so nice. And she was like, It was not nice. It was terrible. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> she's just always looking on the bright side of things uh yeah, but i i do i love that um do you see uh, i'm on camera you you see this fucking i was actually gonna this crack i was gonna question about <laughs> i've never seen more light enter a basement in my life <laughs> is that one window is just shining directly into my eye <laughs> <laughs> um it's <laughs> the brightest basement ever most naturally lit basement um so <laughs> where the fuck are we? Oh, so they get arrested. They they go, they get they're they're in front of the judge. Um and the, they they reveal Dan Aykroyd in this like they they hide his face for like a minute and then Dan Aykroyd pops out as if you're gonna be like, oh shit. And like Dan like 
this moment, like Dan just goes off the walls and it's like, not even to this character. Like this character is just like, there's no consistency with this character, Alvin Valkenheiser, because he like stands up at first. He seems very, like a very confused old man. Like, like John Candy's like helping him get through things and be like, judge they're uh you know they're here like i think we should let them go and the judge is like rah, 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 like confused Dude, his hands is showing his hands and they're just trembling he yeah can't hold on to a license right. which, which then which then he'll do an enormous piano solo the best <laughs> piano solo you'll ever see <laughs> right so he like starts off as this confused old man and then he pops up from behind the books and is like shut up and you're like oh okay he's a, an angry confused man and then starts just like being like, and you're like, what the fuck is even happening? It makes no fucking sense. And then he drops him into a pit um, full of squeaker toys. And John Candy seems like he might be the voice of reason in this movie. You think he might be the one that, you know, might help our heroes get out of this mess. Um, Cause he's like, why'd you do that? You know, he's like, they just, they were just speeding. Like, which what we know about this house <laughs> And what goes on here? I mean, John Candy, just don't bring them in. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's a great point. All this, John, you, you don't have to pull anybody over. You actively you, choosing to. You know that the house is filled with traps and like booby traps and death traps. Um, just don't bring them in and leave it into the hands of your fucking dad or grandfather. <laughs> That's the best fucking point. Being confused. (laughs) They're only speeding. Yeah, John. So then why let them go? (laughs) Look at everyone. He's murdered 8 million people here, John. Like, what the fuck are you talking? Piles of femurs outside. (laughs) Oh, I didn't didn't expect him to kill these guys. Did you see there's supposedly an R-rated cut out there? Oh, my God. They cut it down to make it PG-13. Dude, I... I don't think it exists. I think it's thrown out because I started like digging in to try and find it or, or if there is even a copy available, but um, it doesn't, it doesn't appear that way, which is a super fucking bummer because I need I to watch, see, I'd watch it. I'd watch it. It's probably not better. It might, it might it's be, not, yeah, it's not going to add anything. To it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a couple not more add femur any, bones. Yeah. No, it's not like R is going to immediately make this better. It's, <laughs> Not at all, um, but whatever. It's like it's ugh, whatever. Um, so they get dropped into this like pit of squeaky toys. I don't. I don't know why. Meanwhile, uh, they want to show us, you know, the full the full view of these Valken Valkanites. Um, so we see Dan Baldwin, who plays a a New Yorker, uh, very like a very Italian New Yorker. Uh, and he gets got by John Candy, uh, who this time, you know, he's not as nice as Chevy and the gang. So he pulls out a fucking machine gun. He's like, get into my fucking car. <laughs> um, uh, and again, they, have, they have cocaine, brass knuckles. They have everything on them. They have and, the business. Yeah. And, and they're brought in in front of the judge who is just, again, Dan Aykroyd is just going nuts out there. He's just... He's trying to be the funniest fucking guy in the room, and I appreciate him. I appreciate it. It, it falls. It falls so short. It, it, that's what we were. I was trying to get at before. Is like, such a funny guy who's like naturally funny. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the thing, right? Dan always plays like the straight guy. Yes. 
So like if Chevy was in that or, or anybody else besides Dan, it might have worked better. But or John Candy even. But uh him trying to ham it up like this just does not work. No, not at not he's at trying all. so hard to make it be fun. He, dude, he's <laughs> trying dude. He is like not that Jim well, I get no, Jim Carrey wasn't hadn't broken out yet, but um he so I'm not saying he's like trying to be Jim Carrey, but he's like trying to do that level of physical comedy and like facial expressions and like funny things with his face. He's trying to do it all and he is not not that fucking guy. So it's real insane. It's like it's like real wild to watch him try to do like fucking Ace Ventura type shit with with his face and mouth and the way he talks and it's just like, "Oh my god, this is this is fucking wild." It would be like yeah. trying to watch your dad like do something like this and it would just be like, "Oh no, you shouldn't do that like that's that's not it's it's like those fucking people on tiktok with their fucking faces yeah yeah it's fucking insane it it falls very short (laughs) it falls very short um dan baldwin and the gang though they don't get as lucky as our crew and they they get sent to the fucking they're they're making fun of his face uh, the entire time (laughs) which like Regardless of what you did or anything, if you were brought into this house into a judge, there's zero chance you'd be like, this is so fucking funny. You you would be like, this is the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> but they're like, holy shit. <laughs> Literally screaming in his face about his nose. Um, <laughs> and uh, they get thrown into the bone stripper. Yeah. Which has its own theme song. Thank you. <laughs> which is nuts. <laughs> By the damn Yankees. Which is Ted Nugent, the guy from uh, Night Ranger, and the guy from Sticks. So, what a super group. What make, a making a crew. <laughs> making a Bone Stripper theme song. <laughs> um, that's so nuts. It's so fucking crazy. Um, a Bone Stripper theme song. They, uh, they go through the Bone Stripper, and guess what? It uh, strips their bones. Right on the nose. Shoot, shoots them out of a shoot. Um, and they really just included that just to let us know what our gang was in for. So, not a part of the plot. Um, my favorite part of the line, my favorite part, the best line in the movie, which is probably not saying a lot, but um, they they end up bringing Chevy and the gang upstairs to have dinner with them. Like a, a meal with the the Vulcan, the Vulcanites. Um and they they put like a fucking I don't even know what you'd call it like a plunger that like pours like a pouring spout uh, into a giant fucking oh dude I hadn't thought about these in forever but a giant can, tin can of Hawaiian punch yes which is what they used to come in giant tin cans um, so they do that and they pour it <laughs> Chevy Chase which by the way Chevy's delivery. Is his best quality. That's all he has is his delivery, in my opinion. I, I'm sorry. Like, all he has is the way he speaks. And and that's probably why he's a fucking asshole is because he's funniest when he is being a fucking asshole to, to other people in movies, right? So, like, his delivery here is amazing because he's like, ah, there's nothing better after a long day on the road than a nice warm glass of Hawaiian punch. <laughs> and, like... Dan Aykroyd's like nodding his head in approval. <laughs> like, truly. 
And just the idea of saying that is like the funniest thing. A nice warm glass of Hawaiian punch. And then he says, here's to good friends. And they all cheers to it. <laughs> it's probably the best yeah, joke I, in the fucking movie. This whole, I, I thought the dinner scene and obviously the digital underground scene uh, were, were like the ones that worked the best. Yeah, yeah, no, that was, you know, those were the moments with like comedy, comedic timing, and, uh, you know, entertainment value <laughs> that <laughs> that wasn't Dan Aykroyd just being like, because <laughs> like, like that's what they really relied on for the majority of the movie was us to be laughing at, out the, the judge. Which, again, this is <laughs> 19, 1991, to think that to make a good comedy, you just have to have a large man making funny noises. <laughs> Just being like, I'm gross. <laughs> like, that's all he is. All he's doing is being like, I, I fart a lot. Like, he's just saying gross shit to, like, gr- Which, gross out. <laughs> you know what? I, dude, life comes full circle. Because at this point, it was like, what are you doing? But then, what, nine years later, Michael Myers is like, you know what would be funny? If, if I do Austin Powers, just make a really fat guy that farts a lot. <laughs> And everybody loved it. And by the way, <laughs> yeah, not only did everyone love it, uh, everyone was quoting it. Adults and children just screaming, get in my belly. For, for years. <laughs> Holy shit. That's so fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> that was, That's what Dan could have had. That's what Dan could have had. Um, if only they didn't. If only they allowed him to play Chevy's part. Dude, could you imagine if Dan played Chevy's part now? Now that I'm thinking about it. All straight men (laughs) trying to be super fucking funny. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Well, we also meet Eldona. Eldona. Eldonia. uh, Who's played by John Candy and is playing John Candy's character's sister. Yes. And Dan wants her to get married immediately yes. to Chevy Chase. It's very clear it's going to be Chevy. Um, they're also served like the most disgusting sausages in the world. <laughs> Dude, those sausages were so repulsive. I, I also like wanted to make a point of, of bringing that up. Everything in this movie is so phallic and disgusting. I just want to fucking throw up. Everything shakes a little bit too much in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yes. The sauces had like a tip at the end that shouldn't have jiggled like that. Right. Everything jiggles in this movie a little too much. And you're just like, fuck. Like, this is so fucking gross. And in this scene also, speaking of phallic, they randomly change out Dan Aykroyd's nose to a dick, like a tip of a dick. A, l- a legitimate dick. A tip of a dick. A dick. Because Chevy even makes a point, because like the view as a viewer are like, wait a second. But then you see Chevy also looking like, okay, this is intentional. Yeah, but then but why then they never like, it was so weird because usually when you edit a scene like that in, in a comedy, you do like the, the what? And then it cuts he back and it's normal. Yeah. And then you it cuts back to Dan and it, the nose is fine. That doesn't happen. So you're just like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it's so fucking weird. But yeah, it's it's a very, it's a very Dan with all the fucking coming in hot with the, with the dick jokes. Uh, 
Also, an earthquake happens, and uh, we learn that they are sitting on top of a fire that's been burning for fucking 60 years uh, underneath them. I think they said it was like 1926 or something like that. So, um, so that's that. Uh, the Brazilians, though, they're fucking done. They jump up. They're like, let's get the fuck out of here. They jump out of a fucking window uh, to try and get away. They are thwarted by John Candy, but they say they, they try to strike a deal with him. They try to try to strike a deal with John, but uh doesn't look like it's gonna go th- so well. John's like, nope, get get moving, baby. We'll find out what happens to them after. Uh while that's happening, Chevy and Demi also uh try to uh get out, but that is thwarted by uh what's whatever her name is, Aldonia, who who grabs them both. Uh and and they they're just in trouble, right? Um, they go to bed that night, Chevy and Demi, uh, only to be awakened <laughs> two minutes later, <laughs> uh, by their bed, their bed spinning out of control and the door opening, they hop out, they run, uh, and then they're just in like a cartoon, it just doors are opening. They open a door. It's just full of bats and bat poop. And the joke there is Chevy goes, it's the bat room. And you're like. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they open another one and there's like a, a tombstone in it. And yep. again, not really a joke. It says she didn't duck. So I thought something was going to happen where they would have to duck. Come at their head. Yeah, but not, it's just, a, it's just a wall coming. Yeah. You know, ducking would have killed her anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so very, <clears throat> a very odd sequence of events, but it leads them to the attic where, they find newspaper articles and driver's licenses of everyone that was ever killed and captured at this house. Um, you see lots of funny ones. Like, Jimmy Hoffa's on there, which I thought was actually kind of fucking cool. I, like, if that was what happened to Jimmy Hoffa, that is a funny, like, that's a funny fucking gag. Um, but there's, like, other ones on there. Like, a bus full of Hare Krishnas disappear, and you're like, oh. And then... They're like trying to link what it is, and she's like, "They're all bankers." That's not true. You just, <laughs> you literally just mentioned Jimmy Hoffa and a bus full of hard Krishnas. Uh, that's so they're not all bankers, but that's fine. Which, which we should, we should have, you know, mentioned the reason they're keeping Chevy is because he thinks Chevy's a banker, which Chevy repeatedly explains that he's not. Yeah, he's like a financial writer, right? He just writes financial yes. articles, so he's not even a banker. But And really, the banker thing doesn't really pan out, other than you kind of have to piece it together yourself, which is fine, but they don't do... They don't give you enough context clues about it. But basically, the Valken, the Valkenheisers are upset because somebody came in mined under their town and now there's earthquakes. There's a fucking fire burning down there for 60 years. And he blames it on the banks. They came in, they raped the land and then they left. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's this guy's entire fucking prerogative in, in this town. Um, yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> um, whatever you guys want to do, uh, that's fine. Um, they do manage to escape. Um, 
but that's but like it's so weird because every time they're able to escape it's it's being done because the judge or somebody in the house is allowing them to so like they're trapped in the attic and then suddenly you'll see a hand pull a knob and a door in the attic will open and then they're like they go in and they like see slides and they're like we should go down these and it's like no what no like Somebody is clearly allowing you to go down there. I would. Why would you ever go down that? <laughs> I have no clue. It's so weird. They go down the slide. It splits into two two different slides here. Um, but uh, they so they get separated. Debbie and uh, Chevy here. Chevy falls into a pile of uh, skulls, and Debbie <laughs> Demi Demi falls outside, uh, where she <laughs> after some roaming around. Uh, finds fucking little devil, <laughs> little devil, D E B B U L L. It's not devil, which whatever. And Bobo, who is played again by Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> somehow in more, like even more disgusting prosthetic, a full body <laughs> suit prosthetic. Um, before we get into them, Chevy also, he, he's just like sitting in a pile of bones, which for some reason allows him to spy on the judge who's in his bedroom. And Chevy, so Chevy can watch him and watches him take off his fucking nose, uh, his fucking hair. So if you thought he was gross before, like this is even more insane. And then takes off his fucking leg before settling in for a, a good night's sleep. And Chevy's just stuck in the fucking wall watching this. He also has a shit bucket next to his bed. <laughs> Joe, I've never seen that a prop used so much to be like, get it? It's a fucking bedpan. Like, somebody steps in it, it falls on someone's head. It's, it's used so much in that moment. <laughs> fucking unbelievable. Um, fucking Dan is just unbelievable. So, speaking of Dan, we'll go back to little Bobo. Or little devil and Bobo, who are these giant man babies with like a little curly cue of hair on the top. They're wearing diapers. Everything else is skin. Just fucking disgusting. They're fucking foul. And again, Dan's acting is out of control. You actually, it's hard to tell that it's even Dan. It is. If you didn't know, you might not have. You would never. I don't think you could. I don't think you could figure it out that it's him. Um, He's fucking disgusting, though. And, 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 and like, it's, again, it's so fucking funny because it's, like, I mean, I think part of, like, you brought up Austin Powers. I think part of why that works with, like, the same actor and, like, Eddie Murphy, too, right? I think I think those movies work because you're, like, oh, that is Eddie Murphy. That's funny. Like, you see enough of him to be, like, that's fucking funny. Yes. And and you also have yes. to have that guy play himself somewhere in the movie. So what actually would have probably made more sense if Dan Aykroyd was a character in the movie. It would have, but not with the prosthetics that they chose to use. That no, was, correct. They, 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 <laughs> they went too much. They went way too much because, like, this baby is just crazy. And Dan is doing a full separate character. There is no element of Dan in this. It's like, I'm a stupid baby. And, like, he's changing his voice so much that you can't recognize him. The, te- the teeth are a total fake set of teeth. It's, it's so nuts. It's so nuts that your director is dressed up like this. <laughs> you know what? I might give Chevy a little credit for 
snapping at Dan. Like, imagine him sitting in the fucking Bobo costume in the director's chair. <laughs> being like, being hey, Chevy, Chevy, can you shoot that again? I didn't like the way you said, <laughs> said that. <laughs> Dressed up as Bobo. <laughs> um, but, yeah. And and the other guy is played by um, this dude, John Devikis, who... Only has three credits to his name, which are Ghostbusters, uh, Dan Aykroyd, and Spies Like Us, Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. So, clearly just a pal of Dan Aykroyd. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Then, cue the digital underground, who shows up in our hearse, uh, and they were pulled over for, I believe, speeding also. <laughs> Correct. Um, but... You know, uh, this time the judge is like, oh, you play music? Bring in your musical gear. <laughs> and then we get to watch Digital Underground perform, uh, what the, what the same fuck? Song. Same song, yeah. Same song. They perform the, the whole song. And then it has a Dan Aykroyd uh, piano solo, which was actually performed by his brother, Peter. So, uh, <laughs> good job, Peter. <laughs> Peter was also the, uh, the bellboy at the beginning. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, I, I want to. I, I I wanted to look up what he looks like. He he's weird. He's all over the soundtrack too. He those fucking acroids, I tell you. Um, but anyway, Digital Underground performs. Good song, man. I like Digital Underground. They're they're fun. Yeah, they're fun. Um, so after the piano solo, they're freed. <laughs> The the judge is like, oh, you guys can go. But actually wait, because uh, I'm going to marry Chevy Chase to my daughter. <laughs> and they're like, that's fine. <laughs> Which is so funny, because after the marriage, uh, Chevy's like, please help me. And fucking Shaq G's like, oh, man, I'd be nervous if I was getting married, too. But we're fucking out of here. <laughs> 100% what I would do. I would be so far out. Of I'd be like, bro, Congratulations. <laughs> Shaq's literally like, I don't like getting involved in other things. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, good job, guy. I am for sure out of here. Um, But before that, we get to see um, Dan Aykroyd basically tell Chevy Chase, you know, you're going to marry my daughter or I'm going to fucking murder you. (laughs) Those are your two choices. Um which leads to John Candy doing a fucking strip tease as Aldona to Big Girls Don't Cry. The, the Don't put that song to John Candy removing like a garter belt and like underwear and like <laughs> no no one wants to fucking see that. But the wedding the wedding uh the wedding commences. Um and he, again, he tries to escape with uh, the digital underground. Doesn't work out. So he's thrown into the bone stripper. Yes. I was actually like, oh, man, what's going to happen here? Uh, bone stripper just breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Falls apart. <laughs> actually, he's crawling on all fours on the conveyor belt. <laughs> to avoid. <laughs> it, 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 so much of this is like Wiley e. Coyote and the Roadrunner. It is. It is, but like also not enough. Like 
<laughs> I feel like it should have just gone a hundred hundred percent into that agree fucking category instead of just you know like they're like half assed they're they're half assing like the comedic part of it. Um but yeah, it just breaks, so Chevy just goes through it and it's like, oh thank goodness. Fucking <laughs> runs away. Um meanwhile, Demi um she's just been hanging out with the twins this whole time. Yes. Kind of at like it, as their prisoner. So it started out as I, I thought that they were all going to be buds and like they were going to be again the key to escaping. But then like the next scene we see her and she's in a fucking cage, like playing cards with them. And I was like, playing oh, cards with them, yeah. well, that kind of fucking sucks. Like that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't pan out that well for her. But she's just manipulating them, which again I thought would she's manipulating the Dude. winner of the card game, right? Which, you would think she would then manipulate them into being freed, but literally she's just making sure one guy doesn't win. That 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 was like the craziest thing. That was actually like again, like like I'm not saying I'm a better comedy writer than these people. I'm just saying there's just rules to comedy movies and they work. And like that's what should have happened <laughs> because she's like they're playing a game. I don't know if that's a real game where you put your hand down, you like slap your hand. Is that a real fucking game? I'm not sure, but they're doing that for prizes. And one of the, I think it was a little double. It's like, if I win, I get, I get to have Demi. Yeah. Which she's just being like, well, Bobo won that one and making up reasons why he won. Right. Showing that they're easily manipulated. Right. Both of them are like, oh yeah. Cause he like slaps first. He slaps the cards first. Everyone else is last. And he's like, I won. And she's like, oh no, actually the person on top won. And the, <laughs> the last person won. And he's like, oh, okay. So I was like, oh, now she could be like, if I win, you have to free me and fucking win. And that doesn't fucking happen. All that happens is the fucking judge comes out and is like, get out. <laughs> and like yells at the kids, the two fucking babies. So it's so fucking. Dan Aykroyd is so loud in this movie. I've never heard a louder actor on screen. Dude, could you imagine what it was like doing those scenes? Dude, you know, he fucking dying laughing. Like. Dude, I would have paid anything to see the bloopers and no one else laughing except Dan, like, <laughs> ruining his own shots laughing with bloopers. <laughs> Being like, this is too funny. <laughs> um, So, they free Demi from the twins, um, and she agrees to help get Chevy, because all they want is Chevy, who 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 has escaped. So they're like, we're you're gonna we're gonna use you to get him out, and then you can go free. We don't care. Um, also, the ground is falling apart, and no one seems to really give a shit too much. Like the fucking judge's cane goes through the dirt <laughs> into fire, and is like, look, would you look at this? <laughs> Very alarming. Um, but instead, Demi does the old switcheroo. She tells Chevy to run away, um, and the judge doesn't take kindly to that. So they put her in this machine to uh, chop her up using snow plow blades. Um, but Chevy saves the day by rolling a barrel of, uh, gasoline down a hill, exploding, uh, causing enough damage to free Demi and they barely escape the plow blades. Um, they run away, run up the hill, they hop onto a train and they are, they're free. Yeah, that is not the end of the movie, though, my friends. <laughs> I kind of like this little this little switcheroo, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I was fine with it. I was, I was fine with it because I mean, I think we know. I think this is probably what would actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> 
just given the way this world works uh, and the way politics work, I think this would have this is more likely to happen than <laughs> like we think. Um, Cause so they escape, they escape on the train. We next see them in a police station in a great scene where they're both talking over each other, trying to explain what happened. They've got a diagram of the yard and the bone stripper. It's actually really cool. Um, and they're telling the police all of this and, and the police are like, Oh, okay. Well, we need you to come with us so you can, you know, point out, point them out to me. And Chevy chase is like, the guy removed his fucking nose like three inches from my fucking face. Like, I'm pretty sure I can identify this guy without going there. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, let's just go. Um, so they go. It's like an entire fucking army of state troopers <laughs> show up. They return to Valkenvania to apprehend the maniacs. Alvin opens the door. Judge Alvin opens the door and is like, hey, guys. And they're like, all of them simultaneously. Hey, Alvin. <laughs> yeah, they go back and Al- first off, Alvin's playing like he doesn't know what they're talking about. And everything's like removed and hidden. And the cop's like, are you sure this is the place? And Chevy's like, yeah, this is the guy. And then I forget what Alvin says, but he's like, there's something behind you. I, f- I forget what terminology, but it's it's something that's honestly idiotic. <laughs> and they both yeah. turn around and everybody's just waving at him, like, "Hey, judge!" Like you just said. And I fucking I liked it. I like that that switch. I mean, I was I was I was actually fine with it. I I kind of wish we could see what would have happened after that, but instead, the cop is like about to say something. He's he's like, you know, we we don't love the way Alvin handles his business, but he gets things done, and he's like about to say something, but then. An earthquake happens, and, and fucking the judge is like, "Everyone, get the fuck out!" <laughs> Everyone runs. The entire property is swallowed by the earth. Chevy and Demi get away, and they're beat up BMW. Yep. <laughs> and again, the movie's not over. <laughs> Cut to. Chevy, he's in his apartment. Him and Demi are just living their lives. A little PTSD, but not too bad. On the news, they're talking about the big fires that happened in New Jersey and all the firemen that had to go and help. And and she's on the scene and she says, uh, oh, we're, we're here with one of the survivors. <laughs> and who is it? It's Alvin, whatever the fuck, Valkenheiser. Uh <laughs> And he comes up on the screen and is like, it's okay. I'm moving in with my grandson-in-law in in New York city, (laughs) which is a corny, funny ending, but not as corny as when it cuts back to Chevy's apartment. And there's a fucking cartoon hole of his body through the fucking wall, like (laughs) jump through the wall. Like the most Wiley Coyote. Yeah, yeah. dude. Fucking exactly like Wiley Coyote through the wall of a high rise apartment building in New York city <laughs> and Chevy's saying something. I don't even know what, just like, Holy cow. <laughs> He's in no way. <laughs> Fucking insane. And that's the end of, uh, that's the end, man. That is, um, that is, uh, nothing but trouble. That is, that would is. you recommend it? Oh, dude, I was going to ask you that. Um, I, I think I think so. I think so. But I just don't think in in 2022, it's like it doesn't have the entertainment value it did. I mean, I don't know if it even did when we were kids because, like, I saw it on TV and I don't have any, like, great memories of it. I wasn't like, wow, 
that was that was that changed my world. Like I was just like, oh, <laughs> like, this is so I mean, cool. it's the most run of the mill weirdo movie you could possibly watch. It really is. It, it might be a good one for like kids, maybe to like if you wanted to show them a gross out movie, I guess. But like, not even like. <laughs> Because of the fucking dick nose thing. Which, by the way, that happens actually twice in this movie. It does. It's the end, too, on the, the news. The end credit, right? <laughs> or is it the news? It's the news. I couldn't remember if it was the news, like the end credit when it's like Dan Aykroyd as Chevy Chase. No, well, it might have happened there, too, but fucking insane. I don't know why I just said Dan Aykroyd as Because <laughs> you, you have a concussion. I don't know if you said that. Did you actually <laughs> reveal that you have a concussion? Um, well... <laughs> There you have it. There you, there you have it. I thought, I, I thought I held it together pretty well. No, you did. Fucking Reggie Ray over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks to Patreon for all your support. Hey, uh, next week, we are going to do another pick from the Patreon choices, which is, I'm so excited for this, Blair Witch Project 2. Uh, heavily requested by by our Patreon members. It is a movie I've never seen. There was no reason to see that. Um, will you watch the first Blair Witch in preparation? Sure. Because I feel like maybe we should kind of do both. Because I don't think... I know people want us to talk about Blair Witch, but I don't know if we can do an, a movie or an entire episode on people walking in the woods. Yeah. I don't think I'd enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think we might combine them a little bit. Maybe do a little bit of the Blair Witch and Blair Witch 2, depending on how insane Blair Witch 2 is. Book of, it's called like Book of Shadows or something, right? Yeah. Book of, um, so we're going to do that. We're going to do that next week. So get ready for that. I don't know what we're going to do for the rest of March. I think I've got some ideas, though. But um, that's it, man. That's, that's the wrap. So... Um, I want to thank Joe. I want to thank our fans, our Patreon members. Thank you so much. If you can donate, donate over at patreon.com slash I hate horror. You can find us at Instagram.com slash I hate horror and I hate horror.com. Uh, I think that's all I usually promote. Joe, where can they find you? Um, Instagram, Boognish1985. All right, guys. Thank you all so much. And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. Die, 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 die